You know who I tell people I'm a bad texter to? People I don't plan on texting. <laughs> oh, I'm a terrible texter. Don't don't text. Can't can't do it. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hello there. <laughs> Did I catch you off guard? Yeah, what are you up to? Uh we what I'm up to right now is a Q&A. I love how I show this, like this somehow indicates Q&A. That's super Q&A. <laughs> do you feel ready to get to people's questions, Andy? I do. I do. I do feel ready. Yes. The heart and soul. Mm -hmm. So this first one is short and sweet and from Anonymous. Oof, perfect. <laughs> Dear Shandy, could you address what should happen to an engagement ring if an engagement is broken? Should the woman always return it regardless of the circumstance, or would there be circumstances where she could keep it or sell it? Anonymous. Mm. <laughs> I feel like this one could go in so many directions. I actually have first-hand knowledge of an incident where I did get a ring back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a ring thrown at me <laughs> in anger, and I caught it, Yeah. and I placed it in a safe place. And then you and sold then it? I sold it. Okay. Um, but not everyone is that lucky. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me? You can go first. Okay. I'm dying to know your thoughts on this. But first, I'm going to say what I think and then you tell me whether or not you agree. Mm -hmm. I think almost always the ring should be returned just because it's usually something of such a high value and it represented your relationship, your love, like a marriage together, like a future together that never came to pass. And therefore... You know, chances are it's usually worth less than what you paid in the first place. I just think oh, it a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt the pain of that myself. <laughs> yeah. I think that the right thing to do is return it. However, I personally think, and I'm curious to know if you agree with me, if the engagement ends because you walk in on your fiance in bed with someone mm -hmm. else or something, like mm -hmm. that's the reason why the engagement ends. I sue me. I think a final F you right. in keeping the ring isn't the worst thing in the world. But. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I agree with your assessment. Um, I think that really this comes down to how much you value spite. <laughs> yes. Because there is an enormous opportunity for some high grade, pure <laughs> USDA certified <laughs> spite. Yeah. In not returning the ring. Triple A. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it is just every seal. Of, it is the highest grade of spite, I think, in the world. Yeah. Um, so I say that, yes, under almost all circumstances, that ring should be returned. Because, I mean, just like if you were if you were trying a case, legally speaking, that was not given as a gift because, oh, it's Christmas. Yeah. Or, oh, it's your birthday. You know, here's a ring. Yeah. No, it was given under the pretense of there being a marriage yes. happening. Yeah. Since the marriage is not happening, yes, there may have been some situations, there may be some animosity here and there. Probably. But that ring represents a marriage that is not happening. It is now supposed to go back to the rightful owner. Mm -hmm. And the rightful owner is the is the person who giveth said yes. ring. Regardless of gender. Regardless. Yes. A woman, man, or other, whoever <laughs> giveth said ring yes. shall be able to getteth said ring backeth <laughs> if a marriage does not happeneth. <laughs> so that is my answer. However, mm. touching on the spite. Yeah. If there is an opportunity to get sweet, sweet revenge, <laughs> then it should be taken. 
and it should be taken with gusto. <laughs> but that revenge must be deserved, and that crime must be severe. Because remember, this is a very expensive item, generally speaking, mm -hmm. unless, you know, you, well, you, you just get a symbolic ring. But if you get a real diamond ring... Or even it, not a expensive. real diamond ring, it's still expensive. Right. But yeah. let's just assume we're talking like five digits and up. Yes. For five figures. Or even five <laughs> or even four figures, I think. Yeah, or even, even three if, figures. Yeah. It depends. If you, it depends what your income is. But yeah. if, you, if, if this ring represents two three months of work for you mm -hmm. this is a serious spite yeah i agree i also just think in general in life you want to rise above it you don't want bad blood if you can avoid it no. and chances are whatever you made selling that ring that because you didn't giveth it backeth yes <laughs> is not really worth maintaining bad blood However, like I said, in very rare circumstances, if you were wronged so, so heartily, then, you know, I think I would yeah. turn the other way if, if a woman chose to keep the ring. I, I mean, look, you have to look at the, the value of, of, of the wrong. Mm -hmm. Is the value of the wrong equal to that amount of money in yes, spite? Yes, that's a good point. And, you know, if you're a spiteful person, <laughs> this is one of the greatest opportunities for spite there ever is, ever. Do you think we answered that? I think we did. I think we did. You know, this is one of those anonymous emails where I just want to know so much more. <laughs> I do. I do. I do as well. But but it's seriously, though. It's such a simple two-sentence question, but I'm like, tell me more. Oh, we, yeah, we would like an update. But, but seriously, though, in all seriousness, in almost all circumstances, yeah, you should return the I ring. Agree. Be a good human being. I agree. Even if there was some not good things that were done Return the ring. I agree. Even if there was an opportunity for a real, a beautiful, sweet de delicacy of spite, mm -hmm. return the ring. Be a good person. Yeah. You take the high road. In the long term, you're going to be better off. Sure, that money will be nice in the short term. Mm -hmm. But in the long term, you will be able to sleep better and you will have been the better person. Yeah. I agree. There's also one other case I want to add is if the person who giveth the ring mm -hmm, the her. also behaves with a lot of spite. Mm. I know it's like two wrongs don't make a right, but you got to look out for number one. That's yes, all. Yes. Be aware I, of the spite, but also be aware of being fair. A, good, a good and decent human. Yes. Okay. All right. Do you think we answered that one, Andy? Like we did. Okay. The question that kept us wanting more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. This next one is from Roxy. Hmm. Nice. The name on everybody's lips is gonna be one <laughs> singular <laughs> sensation. Oh no, that's cabaret. <laughs> oh, fuck, that was just just awful. On a silver platter, Andy. Come sorry, on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got Get your musical Chicago straight. and cabaret pretty similar, though. It, both very catchy and mm -hmm. classic. Mm -hmm. All right, dear Shandy. I have a question for you that most people don't talk about too much. I have been single for several years now. I'm 48, but no one believes that, thankfully. Oh. I have been looking for Mr. Wright, but I am an artist and work from my home studio, so I'm not exactly out there meeting people every day. So, of course, I am trying the online dating thing. The last couple of men I've been actually interested in have had one troubling thing in common. DUIs. Hmm. She said DWIs, but she means DUIs, right? No, DWI is a thing, and so is a DUI. What's a DWI? DWI, driving while intoxicated, 
is worse than a DUI, which is driving under the influence. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. A DWI is bad. That's like okay. a felony. Oh, wow. That really colors the way yeah, I see you, okay. you can go to jail for that. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you, should, you do generally go to jail for that. Okay. So I'm, I, I could reread this, but I just, I think we should point out the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch D, D, DUIs. Yeah. yeah DUI. <laughs> I don't know like, what I'm talking about. It's like a glorified parking ticket. DWI <laughs> is rough stuff. No, no, that's not. I'm not encouraging. Nope. Take that back. I take that He's back. He's kidding. That's bad. Don't drink and drive ever. ever. No, seriously. Don't drink and yeah. drive. You're a dick if you do. You really are. doesn't matter how good you think you are driving when you're drunk. Trust me, you're not. <laughs> okay. DWIs. Ugh. I am an open-minded woman and I'm truly just looking for the best companion to share my time with. My friends tell me to immediately ditch a guy who has this in their recent past. Both guys have no license presently and are going through the process to get it back. My friends all say to cut and run when this red flag shows up, but I'm looking for a soulmate. I don't know if this should be a deal breaker before I even know the guy. I just started talking to the one guy a few days ago, and I like his personality so far. Not to mention, I commend him for being upfront with me right away. He was ashamed, and I could tell it was hard for him to tell me, but he did it quickly to make sure I knew the situation. I'm torn because it's no small thing, but am I supposed to treat this person like a pariah after they were open and honest with me? It certainly isn't on my checklist of wants in a mate, but part of me just wants to understand who people are on a deeper level before tossing them to the side. Do you think that that's a crazy stance to take, or should I listen to my friends and say, hit the road, Jack, in an Uber, of course? <laughs> Would love to hear you two discuss this. Thanks for your time. Hmm. Roxy. Yeah, this, look, this is a this is Ooh, a tough one. Be yeah, because I lean towards thinking if there is DWI mm -hmm. in the picture, that probably means there are other things. Probably, you never know. Yeah, I believe a couple of our presidents got DWIs. Really, they will not be named, but they became president. So I guess there's some redemption there, but or not depending <laughs> how you look at it or what party you're involved in. Um, however. That is not good no. to get into a car with knowingly get yeah. into a vehicle that is a killing machine. Yeah, but by the way, vehicles are killing it, machines. It totally is. I completely you know, there's a agree. Whole, there's a really there's a really good story behind why cars should never have existed. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't want to get into it. It's going to take a long time. <laughs> but the point is, is that civic planners they could have had public transportation for access to everyone. It could have been totally easy and fine. It wouldn't have been a problem. You could have had similar freedoms that you would with a yeah. car. Didn't we see that on Adam Ruins Everything? Wasn't there an yeah, episode about that, about show. urban planning? Yes. And how really you we were meant cars. to live in urban areas where everything you needed was within walking distance, yeah. more or less. But the car companies and the oil companies were like, no, 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 you need these cars. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is that you willingly get into a killing machine. Yeah. Knowingly drunk. So if you do that, or high, or whatever you yeah. choose to uh, get into a car with <laughs> yeah. when, you're, when you're not sober, when you do that, you are making a ex an extremely selfish and borderline antisocial behavioral choice. Yeah. So that's not good. No. It's never good. You're mm -hmm. never, you're, you're always, there's always a place in hell for those who choose to get wasted into a vehicle. Yeah. But that being said, I don't think all people who get DWIs are bad people. I do believe 
that many bad people also have DWIs. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, so it's that's a tough one. If yeah. she wants to play the odds, this is my opinion, if she wants to play the odds, I would say... Nah, mm. red flag at least give them a maybe a sh- if you want to give them a shot with with a lot of a lot of grains of salt yeah heavy heavy salt grain yeah but i would say that where there's smoke there's fire and this is an easy way to weed out people who have potential issues mm-hmm. in life that being said there are some probably great people who had dwis yeah, I'm really torn on this. So first, I'm the idiot who thought that a DWI was the same no. thing as a DUI. <laughs> first of all, you're not an idiot. I, I actually think most people probably don't know the difference okay. until they've had one. Well, then dear- they definitely know the difference. <laughs> dear Shandy mm. is educational in more ways than one. Mm. Uh, so I'm torn here because on one hand, I see her point. Like, you want to value someone's honesty even when it's an uncomfortable truth and they're ashamed of it. They show regret. They show remorse. They show shame over it, which they should. And so you partly want to like put a lot of stock into that trait, the trait that was willing to tell her about this. Sure, sure, yeah. But at the other end of the spectrum, it's like you said, is that the only thing in that bucket? Right. Is, was it a fluke? Were they? A the, was cl- it the one time ever right. he climbed into a car having had too many drinks? Yeah, were they a career choir boy and then yes. suddenly, boom, DWI? It does seem unlikely. That said, I'm, and this is the side of me that, you know, wants to give people second chances. I struggle to say write off that person forever and never give them another, never talk to them again because of this. So I I guess I agree with you is what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to answer this question because your perspective is going to be so colored by your experience. You know, like if if you've been on the receiving yeah. end of of a tragic accident yeah. involving someone under the influence, and it's like you want to put them all in that bucket. Or if you spent a few weeks in jail because of a DWI, you might also think differently about it. <laughs> well, so that's a good point. It's like, how did it affect you? Did it change your the way you see drinking? Are you right. have you quit? Yeah. I guess I, what I'm saying is I agree with you and I'm going to build on that very large grain of salt that you said to go into mm, it with. A cube, a cube. A cube of salt. And, you know, she should use her... She she has to keep an eye out. Like this is... I do think this is a red flag. Big time. It's not an orange flag. No. But, you know, one of this guy might be a great partner and maybe he really did learn his lesson and then... You know what I mean? Maybe it's a thing that well, he's ashamed of in his past. Well, let me ask you this question. If you were about to go into business with someone, a business partner, like you, this is your dream business. You're like, this is the person oh. I'm going to be in business with for the rest of my career. And you found out they had a DWI. How would you think differently about that situation? And you have to picture them. By the way, you can't just say like <laughs> it's some legal thing like, oh, yeah, so DWI, section 16.8. No, you have to picture them leaving something, being wasted, yeah, getting in their car and just being like, yeah, baby. You have to picture the whole thing. It's not a good thing. No. It's a bad thing to do. It is a bad thing And if thing you're 16, 
It's one I'll give thing. you a pass. Mm. I'll give you. I won't give you a pass and say it's good. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a pass and say you have room. You you can. Be, you're not an adult yet. Yeah. If you're 25, 30, 35, 40, you get a DWI. I'm, well, I'm see, trying to judge. Yeah, I'm trying to judge no, pretty heavily. Yeah, me too. And the title of her email is to judge or not to judge. And bear in mind, she's 48. So presumably, the men she's, yeah, she's talking to. She's not dating 18 year olds. Exactly. Yeah. I let's go. You know, go out on a limb here and say the guys. She the guy is somewhere between 40 and. 55 or something yeah. it's, red flag it is a red flag it's to be better safe than sorry and again I, I don't know what's going on here is she like is she getting to the point where she's just like desperate like i i need to find a guy well, i don't give a shit if he's got like a huge criminal record yeah if that's the case then look don't take our advice yeah but if you really want to wait it out and find a guy who you know is not gonna well at least you've done the detective work to have a good upper hand on knowing whether he's not gonna have skeletons in his closet Avoid guys with DWIs. It's pretty simple. Okay, so am I going to go a softer approach here just to play devil's advocate? Although sure. I really, I have to admit, if it's me, I'm leaning in that direction. Yeah. Just because I'm like, I life's too short. I don't, like, I just feel like that. Before I get emotionally invested, I, I just feel like there's that's, that's a problem. Because usually it does represent other yeah. problems. And by the way, remember, we're not talking about one beer. Yeah. No, you're right. I guess for me, I feel a sense of... Uh, I, I want to represent the people who make a mistake and feel true remorse over it to the point where they never, ever even remotely consider getting themselves in that position again. So to Roxy, I would say, if you do choose to engage with him again, I, d I don't think you're being a judgy asshole by keeping an eye on what he's drinking and how he talks about drinking or how he talks just about general carelessness and, and just anything... Any behavior that leans selfish or mm -hmm. kind of too casual, too careless about things that really can cost lives and do on an on a daily basis. On an hourly basis. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if we answered that. <laughs> I mean, like, we totally just told her what she already knows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a it's, tough one to it's answer. It's one of those questions. You wanted, you wanted to bounce this off someone in an echo chamber. You got your echo. Yeah. You know it. But yeah, if you really want to give him the benefit of the doubt, proceed with caution with a cube of salt and really stack together evidence, like really take in data on on whether or not this bleeds into other aspects of his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good luck. Sorry, that wasn't as, I think, decisive as she would have liked. <laughs> okay, moving on. This next question is from K, as in the letter. Every gift begins with K. <laughs> Is that comedy still in business? K Jewelers? It is. Really? And that's a good jingle. So they beat out Jared. No, Jared is also still Jared's in business. Still in business. Yeah. Oh, you know who's not in business is Fortune Off. Ah, uh, yes. Where you got your Where first Where I got drink. the ring that was thrown at me <laughs> and then returned for less than half what I paid for it. Good callback. Very, very good. Not not pleasant callback. Also good jingle recollection. Every gift begins with K. That is, first of all, makes no sense. <laughs> because clearly they're trying to make some sort of letter like a gift but a gift begins with g but that's not the point my point is is that i've never gone to k i don't know if i've ever made the actual like correlation between k yeah i've never seen yeah. a k jewelers yeah. and they're like oh i remember that i mean the they're commercial. in a lot of malls yeah yet to this day for some reason i still remember the exact jingle and it's, it's a damn good it's, one it is up there with like folgers Oh, yeah, well, Folgers is the best of all time. <laughs> There's no one on earth who's over the age of 30 who doesn't know that by heart. How does it go again? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is just a hold on. I'm getting it's loading, buffering, buffering. Hold on, getting there. Um, the best part of waking up is folders in. Oh shit! I gotta start lower. I gotta start lower. The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. Thank you. Beautiful, Andy. Thank you. We now cannot have a Q&A without you breaking into song or jingle. Yeah. Anyway, every gift starts with K. I mean, every gift begins with K. Every, every gift begins with K. Okay. Dear Shandy. First of all, I'd like to say that I love your podcast. You're both so eloquent and analytical and always give really thoughtful dating advice. That's so nice. Thank you, Kay. I have a quick and specific question. Do the same rules apply regarding letting a man chase you after a first date, even if the date is virtual? You have both advised in the past that as a woman, once you have met a guy you matched with online in person and have put your best foot forward on the date, you should be letting him chase you. Oh, I love a studious shandy. Mm -hmm. You have also mentioned that everything that happens on the apps falls outside of this dynamic. But does a video chat actually count as a date or is it still in the realm of the apps? More specifically, after a virtual date, should you as the woman feel free to reach out to the guy to schedule an in-person second date or should you let him chase you? I'm a 28-year-old woman from Montreal who's actively dating on the apps. Given all the COVID restrictions in Montreal, the only option for a first date at the moment is to go on a walk in the frigid winter air. Indoor gatherings are banned. Hence the preference to have a virtual first date and vet out the incompatible dates from the comfort of my home. I recently had a virtual first date on the weekend with a guy I found interesting. We talked for two hours and discussed our shared love of books. When it came to the end, he asked if we can go on a walk the week after, once I ended my COVID quarantine tomorrow. However, he hasn't texted at all to follow up and schedule this next date. He said he's not much of a texter, but I believe that his four-day silence speaks volumes, so there's no need to follow up on my end. After all, if he really liked me, he would want to secure a second date sooner rather than later. Am I interpreting this correctly? Anyway, this situation, albeit pretty inconsequential, has made me question if going forward, I should let the man I date chase me even after a virtual first date. Would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Kay. I know what I think. Want me to go first? I'm sure your answer is mine, so oh, really? have at it. Okay. I'm actually not sure our answers are going to be the same. So personally, I think in person is in person and online is online, whether that is an app, uh... I don't know, DM, FaceTime, virtual, anything. Are we on the same page so far? That I know what you're talking about yeah. with those different social <laughs> mechanisms? Yes, I'm familiar with DMs. All I'm saying, apps. Kay, is I don't think until you meet in person that any of it means all that much. And I think you are well within your right to follow up with him and be like, hey, want to meet up on that frigid walk and talk books some more? Because I, I really don't think... You can gauge pheromones and chemistry and all this stuff through a bunch of pixels. You can't. I, I think it would be too much, too uh, like hopeless romantic for today's day and age to expect a guy to see you over FaceTime and be like, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure that happens where they're like, I have to meet her. Yeah, like, and they follow up and all that stuff. But, you know, everyone has a lot of options right now. And I think four day silence means a hell of a lot more if you've actually met face to face. What do you think? Hmm. 
Oh, you just, dis- oh my God, we disagree. Yeah, I, I'm a real traditionalist with this stuff, as yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. And it's not because, you know, I, I just believe in traditions. There's a lot of traditions I don't believe in. Most traditions I actually think are pretty stupid. Okay. But I do believe that there are certain inalienable um, characteristics of the sexes okay. and the dynamic between them that just is not malleable. It stays the same forever. It's been the same for a billion years. It's going to be the same for another billion years. Probably actually not. Yeah, Probably but another 50 years. You're not accounting for the thing you always talk about, though, with how social media, how apps have changed that dynamic. Men do not need to chase anymore. He does not need to text her anymore. There is someone else who is not in quarantine, I'm who is so, a block closer. I'm so torn, though, because... I know because you want to weed out the guys who are passive. I totally get it. I'm not saying she should give up the chasing card. All I'm saying is that if she really felt a connection, they bonded over books. In today's day and age, they bonded over books. I'm sorry. There's some value in that. Oh, I think it's great that they bonded over books. I'm just saying that. I just don't think it's great that he hasn't responded in four days. I agree. And I usually when people say they're a bad texter, look, I'm a bad texter. And does that make me... You know who I tell people I'm a bad texter to? People I don't plan on texting. <laughs> you no, know, I'm a terrible texter. Don't don't text. Can't can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, I am a bad texter. I think he probably had a nice time. Do I think that they're soulmates and she's missing out on that if she doesn't text him? No. No. But I also think that right now, as far as he's concerned, she is a bunch of pixels who has the same taste in books. And again, if you met in person and then it was a four-day science, it's it's a totally different answer. Look, I'm going to say this. The only chance she has in this is that he's just really shy and he's unable to make the first move, which is fine. If you're interested in that, fine. But I'm telling you right now, if I had some dough to lay on the table, she texts him and asks him for a date, that date never happens. Ooh. Then it's a blow to her self-esteem. Oh. So. Yeah, I guess it really comes down to do you risk the blow, the slight blow? It's not a deep blow. You never know. For some people, it is a deep blow. Well, if that's a deep blow to her self-esteem, she shouldn't be dating on apps. Or she should just be waiting for guys to chase. Uh. You know, I just think it's a little unrealistic. I think it's a little unrealistic. And I don't want to be the Debbie Downer here. Unless she's willing to date older. And I I say that because I think that it is different with an older guy. That I agree with you on. How old did she say? She's uh, 28 and in Quebec. And how old is he? Did she say? She didn't say how old he is. Okay. I'll assume he's in the same ballpark of age. Yeah. Look, I can bend on this. I know that I'm a little bit wrong about this. No, and I also... I recognize No, and I also know I'm a little bit wrong. Here's the thing. When you said if I had to put dough on the table... I have to admit, if I had to place bets on whether or not I think this is going to go anywhere, I disagree. I think a date could happen, but whether or not this is going to go anywhere based on this kind of not smooth start, I would say probably not. Yeah, but that's even worse. Why even waste a date? Because you never know. And it's a little idealistic to expect a guy to chase you after one virtual date. He doesn't even know your smell. Yeah, but virtual... He doesn't know how your face moves in real life. It don't, matters. Don't totally discount a virtual date. You can get a lot done in a virtual date. <laughs> you can get a lot done. <laughs> it's like my word All for it. I know is that in my dating days, my... 
power came out in person. Okay, that's that fine. was the the in person date. That's where the sparkles come out. And you're either going to find me sparkly or you're not. I'm not relying on pixels to get that across. Everyone's going to find you sparkly. You're my husband, my biased husband, mm-hmm. and I love you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel like this is kind of a non-answer. God, another one. I feel strongly about it and you feel strongly about it. That's very rare. Kay, if you think this won't be a blow to your self-esteem, send him a very non-committal, like, hey, if you wanted to go for that walk, text. That's yeah, of all. Course. Oh, absolutely. I, I, after all of this, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Not that it's going to work or that it's going to end in something good or it's going to make her feel better about life. Yeah. But I agree in your position, Kay. Text him. Get get the mystery out. Text him and see what happens. I'm going to say it's not going to end well. Charlene thinks it's not going to end well. So the answer to your question is there. (laughs) Okay, but to answer the broader question here, I think that after a virtual date, that doesn't count. I agree. And I am all about being chased. Trust I, me. I agree that an in-person meeting, there's nothing that, that's just no comparison. Mm-hmm. I agree. However, the the appetizer, for instance, like if you go to a really good restaurant and, and you oh, have a good say. appetizer, <laughs> are you going to be like, you know what? I think we should call it quits here. That appetizer was so good. The entree, dessert, drinks, atmosphere, all this stuff is going to be a letdown. Let's get out of here. No, you want to have the entree. You want that entree bad. You're just like, where, how long has this guy got? The service here is slow. I want that entree. <laughs> he wants it. He should want it by now. It's enough. He had a good, solid appetizer. No, HD, okay. come on. No, no, no. You're, you're now, making, it's HD. You're it's making, HD. It's not, it's not <laughs> pixelated. It's not like 1980. It's not like 8-bit, like a, like early Mario Brothers. It's 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 not Dig Dug. Okay. It's 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 4K. Oh, okay. I can it, see her pores. He, it she doesn't can see matter. His pores. They're not in person. It's different. What you're comparing it. Okay, it's not the same as an appetizer. Him seeing her over a screen is like getting a taste. Like you're at like a food fair and a restaurant has set up a like tent giving out like samples of their food and it's like created for the masses and then you're expecting based on that sample for the person to be like, I want to go to that restaurant. That's more similar to this. You're not getting an accurate representation of the experience with that person. You're just not getting the same joke, like finding the same thing funny that happened around you. Instead, this is an interview. It's different. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make another analogy. <laughs> you you're you're on the on the Bachelor. Yes. Okay. So the process for that, uh, unless I'm mistaken, is people who want to be on the show send in a video of themselves like you know saying hey it's me i want to be on the bachelor because of this and this is where i live and this is my mom and it's my dog and blah 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 yeah and that's the first step and then if they like that then you go to la right for a real live audition yeah and then that gets weeded out till the final people who are actually on the show yeah so what are they looking for there they're looking on the video they're like can this guy not totally look like shit in front of a camera yeah. And they weed out a huge cut. That's a, They take a cleaver and they say, goodbye. I don't care how yeah. great you are in person. We know that you're going to suck. Then they see them in person and they see, okay, you, you kind of get away with it on the videotape, uh, but in person, you, you're sweating, you're acting weird. Goodbye. This is no different. This is an easy meat cleaver cut. A Zoom first date 
Yes, you don't know everything about the person. You don't know if you're going to marry them or if you, you know, you want to have their kids, but you will know for sure, black and white, I don't want to go out with this person again. 100% you can know I don't want to go out with this person again. And I believe in my heart (laughs) of hearts that this man made that decision, despite that maybe upsetting Kay. Mm. You know, I think it says something that the producers of The Bachelor fly those people out to L.A. It's not just to see if they're good on camera. Yes, you do your test ITM, but then you talk to producers who come into your room. They're chatting with you multiple times a day. It's not just about you on camera. I'm going to ask you this question again differently. Of the giant swath of American men or women who sent in videotapes who got cut, Mm -hmm. what percent of those people do you think actually would have been really good on the show? Hmm. Well, it's hard to say because generally they get cut because of their look. And okay. I know this for a fact. Okay, fine. Which well, is unfortunate. That's, that's, that's Oh, you're making a point that's, here. What's that's something. That's a big deal. Oh god, really? Yeah, but they let you know, things led to this, like photos. Like they I'm sure they swiped right on each other. I don't I don't think it's enough. So what you're saying is if you had a, a Skype date with someone who you got along with really well, but you just didn't really find her that... Mm. Yeah. I would wait at least four days and then another four infinity days to get back to her. Just as why would I get back to her and say, hey, that was a great date. Let's not do it again. Okay. Well, Look, I guess the in conclusion, we don't agree. I don't agree, but I don't disagree wholeheartedly. See, I don't disagree wholeheartedly with you either. There is no good answer to this question. But... but I, th- I thought this was going to be an easy one. No. I'm just playing the odds. Yeah. I'm just playing the odds. Pure, yeah. just gambler mentality. You sit down at the, the, the at the poker table. Do you fold with a full house? No. You bet your ass off. You you bet so much that everyone gets scared. You just keep on betting. Yeah. And I'm saying that I sat down at the poker table and I don't feel good about my hand on this one. I want to fold. And the reason I want to fold is because no matter how lacking in smells or pheromones or or physical touch this this first encounter is there is a lot of information garnered from it and that information is enough to get you to respond in less than four days to say yes i would like to see you in person if not more than an in-person first meeting okay so you're talking about you want to lay it all out you want to you know lay out your bets right yeah do you not think that there's an element of in dating today where you also have to do that? Why not? You're on one dating app. Why not be on three more? Like Join that club with people with like, like-minded interests. You know, it's about, I hate the expression shooting your shot. But again, if she doesn't think it's going to cost her self-esteem, that's what's important here. I just think it is... So what? Let's say he's he doesn't get back to her. Then she knows. She has the information. But you never know. And right now, they're relying on something that is not tangible enough to completely write off, in my opinion. And I am the queen of wanting to be chased. This is my this is my overreaching feeling about this whole thing. Okay, is you don't have to get married or even have a serious relationship in life. There's no law that says you have to. You can probably be happy. Without getting married or having a relationship of any serious nature. There probably are many people who've done it. Yeah. So you don't have to do this. Yeah. But I'm saying if you want, as a woman, and this is, I don't care if people think it's sexist, but this is the truth. If you want as a woman 
to find a good man who's really going to like really be there yeah. and like be love you and, mm-hmm. and want you and enjoy his time with you and not be looking elsewhere all the time. You want a guy who gets back at before four days to say, I want to go on a date. I with don't you. disagree with that. I, like I said earlier, this is a rocky start. I don't think it bodes well about his personality. I agree. But to answer the overriding question, which is a follow-up to something we said earlier, which is that if he doesn't, if he doesn't chase after you, then forget it after the in-person. I think a virtual date still falls into digital world, the digital world with the apps and the phones and everything. That's just my opinion. I agree a little and disagree more, but I will say this. As a closing, I think we should close this. I yeah, think, I, agree. I think we both, they both, she knows that we have differing opinions and yeah, she knows yeah. what, how they differ. Yeah. I feel this way. If you think that you give absolutely spectacular in person date yeah. versus virtual or any other venue, then I would say she should definitely reach out. Yeah. That's not a bad way of looking at it. Like, does she think she gave it her best? For me, I know that a digital date, I cannot possibly give my best. That's how I see it. It's like an interview to me. If we're going to bring it back to The Bachelor, you know what were the worst conversations? The ones where I was like, oh, I don't see this going anywhere. Were the ones where it was just one-on-one time on a group date and it was like, okay, let's interview each other for 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. The, the dates where I was like, oh, wait, do I like this guy? I think I'm kind of like into him. Was the days where we spent a day together doing things, even mm-hmm. if it was walking to like the corner. You know, you get to observe life together. That's There's a big difference in that versus just sitting down and asking each other questions about what books you like. What can I say? I'm a traditionalist. Mm-hmm. I, I can't shake this part of me. Yeah. I feel like it's my job as a man to chase. I think men should be chasing. And I don't think of all the things women have to worry about in today's dating world, I don't think they should have to worry about chasing guys who for some reason aren't responding to them. I honestly think... Most, most, most of the time, if a guy doesn't respond in a reasonable amount of time, he's not that interested. That being said, if you think you give a great in-person date, then uh, go for it. Shoot him a text. Say, what's up? Let's go on that date. Let's go for that walk in the cold. (laughs) Sounds lovely, right? Mm, Delightful. Uh, Montreal in February. Oh, God. Sounds lethal. It does. Yeah. It's just still like I'm not envious of people trying to date today. And I think it's I think it's really rough. And I think that as you yourself always point out, the apps have really shifted the power over to men. And Mm -hmm. I agree that you want to be chased. But I also think that, you know, I would love it if a guy chases me after talking to me on Zoom. But he has a lot of options. And maybe meeting him in person and having that spark in person could be the difference. You just never know. And 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 to, and to completely close with just some some real life evidence. Yeah. When I was in the, the the throes of my online dating phase. Yeah. If I was on the fence about a girl, mm-hmm. I would text her and ask for a second date. On the fence, and I would not text four days later. Yeah, but you're also from a different generation. Okay. I I, I accept. I accept this yeah. label. Okay. And this is true. I take what I say with a grain That's of salt. That's why I said earlier, I was like, if, if she was dating older. Yes, yeah. exactly. So take, take all my... Charlene is probably more right for the times. <laughs> I'm more right for all time. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to dinosaurs. Okay. God, another like non-answer. 
tough ones. This one was deceptively tough. I was not expecting it to be as divisive as it was. Yeah, it's a real, real war. <laughs> All right. This next question is from Secretive Wife. Ooh, juicy. Dear Shandy, my partner, 36 male, and I, 32 female, have been married for six years, but together for 11 years. We have a perfectly lovely life together. Two adorable gray cats, good jobs, and a thriving network of friends. What could possibly be wrong? Well, I'll tell you. One of our very good friends, 31 male, has been in our life for about eight years. At times, I have lovingly referred to our friendship as a kind of familial love. I'd say that he was like a brother to me. The three of us, my husband, the male friend, and me would frequently hang out, text constantly. We were just all around great friends. A few years ago, however, I started becoming very close with my male friend. We would hang out a lot one-on-one, -on -one, carpool together, and text privately throughout the day. We knew just about everything about each other's lives, and I would frequently find myself telling him things I've never told anyone else. We never said we liked each other or anything that would technically cross the line, but there was always a deeper feeling of more than friends that I believed was mutual. It felt like we were always looking for excuses to see each other, and it was always more fun if it was just the two of us. Those kinds of things always find a way to bubble up to the surface, and one day they did. I told him that I'm conflicted about my feelings on our friendship, that it feels like I'm crossing a line, and that we should tone it down and not spend so much time together one-on-one. -on -one. He agreed, validated my feelings, told me that sometimes he treats me in a girlfriend-like way by confiding in me, and said he was afraid we were developing an emotional affair. It was a very stressful time for us both. So we backed off and put our private friendship on ice, so to speak. Throughout this time, the three of us would still hang out, and I tried my best to make things as normal as possible. I have not told my husband any of this, and I don't think he suspected anything has been weird between me and our friend. He trusts me implicitly. In the last few months, my husband and I have moved across the country, so this friend of ours is not in our lives quite as much. As for the friend and I, we still go through phases where we text each other privately, and there's always a bit of flirtation present, but nothing beyond that. I recently learned he's seeing someone, and I'm happy to hear that he seems happy. I'm writing to you because I can't quite get that nagging feeling out of my head that there's someone out there who I have such a strong connection with who really seems to get me in a way that sometimes my husband doesn't. My male friend is very in touch with his emotions, is so perceptive to my feelings, and sometimes I wonder what life would be like with him if I wasn't with my husband. How do I make those feelings go away? I seem to be caught in this what-if scenario in my head, which is crazy because I'm married and he's in a relationship and we live on opposite sides of the country. Lastly, I also feel horrible for not telling my husband about this. Am I entitled to this secret or is it only a matter of time until this bubbles up to the surface? Sincerely, secretive wife. P.S. Thank you for reading. I truly love listening to you both. You've already helped me in a myriad of ways, regardless of whether or not this letter gets addressed. Until now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually feel, uh, I know, I know my answer. Okay, go. <laughs> Do you not know your answer? I, I'm, I'm still figuring out good, my feelings. Good. You, you, you percolate. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> I think there's a great opportunity here. Rather than her seeing this as a secret that she needs to worry about to keep from him and as this dark thing, I think that she should see this as an opening 
to a conversation that may need to be had. With her husband. Yes. Mm. So I think this is a great opportunity to both divulge this this dirty secret, which, by the way, is not that big a deal. Everybody has some somebody like this. It's not the end of the world. I mean, maybe she took it a little further, but everyone has somebody to, I agree. who feels that tiny little bit that your partner isn't giving you. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, no well, that's deal. important. Like you're focusing on the one thing your partner's not giving you that you do feel like yeah. you're getting elsewhere. And I actually am impressed. Like I think that she, when she realized it was getting to a dangerous point, she put on the brakes. Yeah. Like they acknowledged that this thing was here and then they were like, okay, we're going to back away. She, she did the A right lot thing. of people do not do a that. A lot of people do not do that. Yeah. So she's stuck with the memory of it and that feeling of like, why did that happen? And what do I, what does this mean? Look, it's like the analogy is it's like a restaurant. Like you've chosen to eat at this one very good restaurant for the rest of your life. Yeah. This is the only restaurant you can ever eat at. Yeah. <laughs> and then one day you go across the street and you're like, oh, this new, this new uh, Japanese place. Is very, very good. Looks excellent. But you can't have Japanese. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and it has this dish I love. I love that dish. That I my used to restaurant, love that. Yeah, oh, what I, a ramen in college. Yeah. I used to have that delicious ramen. But no, 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 no. You can't eat ramen anymore. You eat at this restaurant. And this yeah. restaurant is good. Mm -hmm. And you should like it. But this restaurant is going to have shortcomings. And it just so happens that there are other restaurants that fill that shortcoming, but you can't go to them. It's the same <laughs> thing with dating. You marry this guy. Other people are going to always fill the holes that he doesn't fill. However, if those holes are big enough for you to really be ruminating on this mm -hmm. and thinking like, ah, oh, this is really eating at me. Yeah. Then I believe you, what's what's her name? Um, is it anonymous? Oh, secret, secret, secret wife. wife. Secret of wife. <laughs> you, secretive wife. <laughs> that sounds derogatory. <laughs> you need to have a talk. And mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, you know, I know having a talk is, a, a, it doesn't have to be like, you know, we need to have a talk kind of talk. It could be like, hey, can we talk? Yeah. Which isn't a great talk either, by the way. No, <laughs> no guy wants to hear any kind of thing that ends in talk with, mm -hmm. with his wife, but you know, whatever. So you have the talk and in that talk, you can accomplish two things. One is you get this off your conscience and you open up the subject of, hey, there are some things which I think you could do a little better at and would make me happier. And don't don't cast it in a negative light. I mean, you're already going in with one strike on yes. you because you're admitting that you had a bit of a emotional relationship with somebody. But you can use that as a, as a, as a springboard to a bigger and more important conversation. Make him comfortable that this was something that's gone and like you recognized it and you don't want it and you're not interested in it, but it made you think. And the thing it made you think about was the things that are missing that you're not getting that you need. Mm. That opens up Which that conversation. Which it sounds like it's like one thing, by the way. It sounds like it's one thing. I'm betting it's one, one thing. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. Like she says they're really happy. They're happy. They have two cats, two great cats. <laughs> what more do you need in a relationship? That's it. That, for me, that's it. But I love how you remember that detail. I, as a matter of fact, not only do You're I like, remember- like, who's this from again? But they have two cats. <laughs> the funny thing is I, rem I remember that. Not only do I remember that. But I forgot some details after that. So I got distracted <laughs> thinking about the two cats. I've got a problem. I like cats. Anyway, that's irrelevant. I think this is a great opportunity. Have the discussion. Tell him. His reaction, by the way, in these situations, the reaction speaks a million dollars. Wait, is that how you say it? No, this reaction, the reaction <laughs> we speaks, knew what you a, meant. speaks many volumes. Yeah. <laughs> a million I, a million volumes. Or, or a volumes worth a million dollars, if they were yes, appraised. so many volumes, it amounts yeah. to a million dollars. Exactly. Worth. <laughs> worth of volume. Yes, indeed. So have the talk. Tell him what you're feeling. I know it's a risk. 
but it his reaction risk. will give you give you much needed volumes <laughs> of great worth. Okay, so I'm torn on this one because there's a part of me that's like, does he need to know? You know, it's this, it's over. And and I, it, part of me is like, can she bring this up in a way with her husband where it's like, I feel like sometimes you're not getting me. Like, can we talk about it in a way that doesn't bring up something that could instill within her husband trust issues, issues with this friend, you know, if they ever see him, if they visit him or if they're, they're in the same city again These are one day. all good day. points. All good points. But I tend to always lean on this on if it were me, would I want to know? Mm -hmm. And if I were the husband, I would want to know. And so I'm going to agree with you on this. Yes. <laughs> it's a and, nail biter. But before she does that, I want her to ask herself, mm -hmm. secretive yep. wife. This is probably true of whatever you're going to say. <laughs> I want you to ask yourself, if it were not for this friend, would you feel like anything in your marriage was actually missing? Or is what you're doing to yourself a result of comparing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. compare despair, you know, as they say, yeah, yeah, good. you know, like you said, if you never went to the other restaurant, you, you ate at your favorite restaurant, mm -hmm. you're going to start taking things for granted. Absolutely. And I do think that she is probably romanticizing the friend, the things that they have. She's not living with him. She's not sure of his everyday lifestyle. You know, there are so many things that make it so difficult to live with someone, to be married. They've been together for 11 I, I, years. I couldn't agree more. You think that Japanese restaurant can make an eggplant parmesan the way he does? <laughs> no chance. Exactly. So I do feel like there's a bit of grass is greener here. She's sort of focusing on the one thing that's missing mm -hmm. when she herself says she's really happy. Yeah. And like you said, you make a commitment to eat at this one restaurant for the rest of your life. It's inevitable. I'm sure you've had those feelings with me and thinking, oh, like I'm missing this one thing. And like, and I've definitely had those feelings with you. <laughs> okay, fine. And I've had the feelings too. <laughs> this restaurant sucks. <laughs> and the service is slow. I kind of feel like, you know, she's at this crossroads in not only her marriage, but in life where she's been with her husband for so long, 11 years. She's 32. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a long time. That's a really long a big chunk time. of your youth. I mean, it's not like she's got married at thirty-two. She got married at twenty-one. Yeah, and that's why I think it's important to not see it like my husband or the friend, but rather, if the friend were not in the picture, would I be like, would I be scratching my head over the little things that I feel are not totally there with my husband? Yes, and I think she would. And even if she, oh, didn't, you think she would? This is the thing. This is the thing. I think the friend was a gift Ooh. she wasn't being honest with herself mm. and the friend brought it to the surface now she has an opportunity she's a young woman she has a long life ahead of her yeah. with this guy <laughs> eating eggplant parmesan eating that same very good eggplant parmesan <laughs> yeah excellent yeah but she has an opportunity here to salvage that piece of mm -hmm. the rest of her life that's missing. Yeah. And I think, why wouldn't she take it? Forget about this guy. Forget about that guy. That guy's not, he's a symbol. He's just a symbol. I agree with that. Use that. Open it up. You've been together for 11 years, but you got together when you're 21, right? 
you got a long ass 50 years maybe left <laughs> of not more. being fully gotten of not being fully gotten or not having that puzzle piece fit or not maybe you can have ramen at his restaurant maybe he knows how to make ramen but he's just too lazy to do it doesn't oh, want to put it on the menu yeah he makes a mean ramen he's always even or maybe every, he doesn't know you like ramen he doesn't even know you like ramen he's like i have a great recipe for ramen why don't you tell yeah. me <laughs> tremendous yeah part of me oh i wonder if she can get the ramen without telling him about What's really hardly, it's not really an you. emotional affair. I agree it's, with you. It's almost not worth mentioning. I agree. I agree. It doesn't have to be mentioned. What I'm saying is she can kill two birds with one stone. It's a little bit of a risk. Yeah. She's rolling the dice a little bit, I'm, but I'm, she kills two birds, one stone, clears her conscience and opens up the conversation with a great lead in. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just out of nowhere. She's like, we've been together for 11 years, but you know what? You, you're, you, you don't serve ramen. <laughs> and I'm sick of it. I do agree things have to come to a head, like a conversation needs to be had where she's like, I like ramen. I love that the foods are now the things. Ramen. <laughs> like she's like, you know what? I really, I feel like you're mm. not totally getting me when I make these kind of references. And I love you so much and I want us to be totally connected and on the same page. And and I'm, I'm, I'm just worried about her. if she tells him something like this, it's going to cause a rift in their marriage. But you're making a good point. Because not only could she cleanse her conscience, but also it's a test. It's a test because that kind of honesty comes from a good person. Yeah. A person who's willing to tell you that and also not willing to act on it. By the way, there's a yeah. double goodness there. Yeah. She's telling you about something she didn't even act on. Yeah. And is kind of in the past now. Mm. That takes a good person. If he doesn't recognize that value and that high road she's taking yeah. and that effort she's making... Then there's there's another issue there. Yeah, I agree. So, okay, so our advice is if you want a gold star, secretive wife, a gold star, and to have your conscience cleansed, you take Andy's advice. Mm -hmm. Kind of mine, I guess. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's slightly holier than thou advice. A little bit. Yeah. Like I don't know if I would do it. Exactly. Yeah. So gold star. Are we all getting gold stars in life? No. Absolutely not. No. So if you want a gold star and really to put your relationship to the test, maybe you want things to come to a head. We can't answer that for you, unfortunately. Yeah. And but, some of the best preachers don't practice. Oh, no. They just preach and they preach well, but they do not practice. Yeah. So gold star is you tell him and you hit two birds with one stone. You get the ramen. <laughs> and the eggplant parmesan. I'm just assuming it's an Italian restaurant, but that's the most broad category. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to go too specific. You don't want to go to like a, yeah, like a Georgian restaurant. You want, it, you want it to be like a very broad category. Okay, so you could get the ramen, possibly. I do think it could also turn out that he doesn't have a recipe for ramen. He has no idea what she's talking about. He doesn't know how to get her And in she that just way. has to accept the fact that she can't eat ramen for the rest of her life. And can she live with that? Yeah. That's a decision that's a she has to make. That's thing. Yeah. You're right, though. The, the friend is more of a catalyst. He's a symbol, like you Just said. Just a symbol. And I think more realistic advice is you still have the conversation. Yes. And it's still a can we talk, can and I it, just say. It is. It may be a... Yeah, it, it's a can we talk. Yeah. Unfortunately, you got to go with a can yeah. we talk. This, this can't be a just. A, by the way, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just thinking the other day yeah. how you don't. You never get me. my jokes. Yeah, there's this whole thing you don't do for me, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just totally apropos of nothing. <laughs> yeah, but but I do believe she can get seventy five percent of what she's looking for without disclosing this guy. Yeah, she's not getting the cleansed conscience. Yeah, but you know, you want the full package. I get, I get this beautiful full package for you. It's tremendous, it's beautiful. <laughs> you get both in one. It's just a little extra. 
You don't want? You know, everyone. I'll throw in, I'll throw in the ramen for free. <laughs> Lifetime warranty. You know, everyone has their secrets. Yeah. And some secrets, I think, do not need to be told. I don't think that if she didn't tell him this, that makes her a bad wife, mm -hmm. considering how unconsummated it ultimately was with yeah, a friend. I agree. Wow, we have a lot of like kind of not fully satisfying black and white answers today. I don't know if I agree with that. I think there was a lot there that, that she can digest. Not unlike the ramen that she'll never eat again. <laughs> you know, what's funny about these Q&As is there's the temptation to just go for the easy ones. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes... Like I'm tempted. I really am because yeah, well, I, like I want the slam dunk question. answer yeah. and I want the one where people are like, yeah, great advice. Mm -hmm. And like, I just don't see the value in doing that. Like I just think it's too predictable. You don't always have to come to an answer. I think it's just good to have the discussion. Yeah, just exactly. Just lay out the, the, sometimes people can't see the playing field. Yeah. So here's the board. Yeah. There you go. These are the pieces. Yeah. And I, and honestly, I think in the comments too, like that has so much value too. Like when people don't agree with us, as long as they respectfully yes. <laughs> share mm -hmm. their disagreements. It's really about, like you said, the conversation, the discussion, and getting points of view that we cannot provide. We can't have lived every life. Yeah. You know, when someone chimes in, they're like, actually, I've been through that. Like, that's something we can't provide. So hopefully, even if we don't have black and white answers, you know, they, they like you said, there's still something to digest here. Yeah. Or like a black and white cookie. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Secret of wife. I hope that helped. Good luck. This next question is from anonymous. Mm -hmm. Not too many anonymous. I, I guess it's not like secret of wife wasn't anonymous. Yeah, it's pretty anonymous. Or K. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone's, everyone's anonymous. Yeah. Today. <laughs> they just are a name. Their, their Christian name is not anonymous. <laughs> Dear Shandy, I'll be 25 in January and the person I am seeing is 27. We live in the Twin Cities and I am a commodities broker. For background, I started dating someone two months ago. He got out of a long-term relationship over the summer. They were together for six years and lived together in a different city. After their relationship ended, he moved home to the Twin Cities. With such a fresh relationship, things should be fun, easy, and overall not that serious. Agreed. This relationship has felt like that until this hiccup that occurred the other night. Although he has assured me that he has processed his last relationship, he told me last night there are aspects of his old life he misses. For example, he was close to his ex's dad and feels like he lost a secondary father figure. To me, it seems like he has grieved his past relationship, but not the life that was attached. I understand missing things that went with an old relationship, like their friends and family, but I feel uncomfortable that he may be longing for his old life. My question is, do you think someone cannot fully be over an ex until they have also processed the life that came with that ex? Is this something that should have been sorted out before starting to date me? And where should we go from here? Looking forward to your thoughts, Anonymous. There's a Sex in the City episode about this. <laughs> is there really? Yes. There's a Sex in the City episode about everything, it, right? I mean... It's like Simpsons episode, Sex in the City. There's, there's something yep. for everybody. I mean, they, they knew dating. Mm -hmm. Carrie dates a writer and they break up, but she's super attached to his family. Like his mother's amazing. And she's just like, she, then at the end of the episode, she is grieving the loss. Like she accepts the loss of that, yeah. of the family to which she had become so attached. And with him, he was, she was kind of like, eh. 
<laughs> oh yeah, totally. I mean, I've been really attached to, to dogs in relationships. Yes. Oh my God. Cats. Cats, dogs. Uh, yeah, cats. <laughs> yeah. I, and I can also speak from experience. My first big ex, the, the one that I dated for around six years in my early 20s, I became super attached to his family. I went, we went on vacations together. Mm-hmm. They were so great. They treated me so well. I, I really, yeah. like I hung out with the mother, just the two of us. You, you lose know? a lot in a breakup sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's not just the partner. No. Sometimes the partner's the least of the problems. Yes. Usually the partner should be the least of the problems. Yes. That said, I have thoughts on this. Do you want to go first? No, you or? go first. Um, oh, do you need to percolate this time? <laughs> I would like to see where you come from on this. I don't think that he needs to have fully let go of that to, to date again. I, I personally mm-hmm. think that they're kind of separate. I agree. And again, I can only speak from my experience and I'm sure there will be people who chime in and they're like, oh, this is a red flag. I dated a guy who was, you know, six months out of a really long-term relationship and he left me to go back with her, that kind of thing. I'm sure that happens. Just as I'm sure that's a possibility here. I'm not saying it's not. But in my experience, and that's the only experience I can speak from, I truly was over my ex. I really was. And I still mourned the loss of his family for quite some time. Like, I would say for at least a year, maybe two. Just the idea of it. The idea of the life. Yeah. What that looked like. It is a huge part of what you sign up for when you date someone and you become so close with them. Like, you become so intertwined. Of course. His parents got got along so well with my parents. It was just like, that part of it was perfect. Yeah. Losing them was in some ways harder than losing him. You know, I, honest, I've i thought of this. If I lost you, I'd obviously be devastated. Uh-huh. Totally devastated. But adding on your parents to that, I'd be, it'd be over. I, I would, I would, I'd be done. Yeah, I, there's something to be said for that. Like, in, I think she's worried about the wrong thing, honestly. Yeah. If anything, I think it speaks to, oh, I was going to say what you're about to say. Go ahead. Say a positive trait. Yes. 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 Oh my God. We agree That's on this. Exactly. Everything <laughs> you're saying. I don't even say anything. I'm just going to sit here and be peanut gallery. You yeah. say what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, they dated for six years. He felt such a kinship with her father, with this thing that had nothing to do with true, like really the girl. Like it's, mm. it, it speaks to like a sensitivity yes. and an attachment that I think Make for a good partner. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to just add one little wrinkle to what you said. Because okay. I was going to say the exact same thing. Okay. There's no but... question. There's a little but. <laughs> okay. And it's kind of weird. But I, there's no question that that uh, he is a good person for having these feelings. He's a human being. Yeah. It's normal feelings. Yeah. He should. I feel that it's a little insensitive, just the slightest bit, to tell her about it. Hmm. I think that's the kind of feeling you just keep to yourself. Was how can she replace it? What can she do? Be like, oh, hold on. Let me get another set of parents that matches your old yeah. girlfriends. It's not fair. Hmm. So it's one thing to say to her, like, you're not providing this for me. Like, you're not I, caring enough about my things or you're not giving me enough emotion. Yeah. But to say, like, your parents aren't as good as my ex-girlfriend's parents, I don't think it's super appropriate. But it does show. He doesn't have s- tremendous tact. But he does have a decent heart. You could argue that he was brutally honest and was sharing something with her because he feels close to her. Yeah, you, you know, can also and he argue trusts that. her. You can also argue that. May, and that could be me looking at the glass half full. There yeah. are so many directions this could go in. It's deceptively yeah. simple. It's hard. 
it's, it's hard. <laughs> there, there, there's way there's you know what there is. We're all looking at the same lake. Yeah. But one guy's looking from a mountain. One guy's looking from a desert. One guy's looking from a grass. Yes. Lake. And I and I'll say this. No matter what the answer is here. Yeah. I know my answer to the real question is no. I agree. No. No. I don't think that this is a red flag. I don't think no. it means that he's longing for that relationship. No. I think he's. You, you, he dated her for six years. It's been around, let's say, six months, give or take, since it ended. It's going to take time for him to get over that. And I do not think that it means that he should not have started dating you, Anonymous, or that he's not ready to date, oh. or that he has one foot out the door even. And again, I know some. I know someone is going to come in the comments yeah, and yeah. be like, it's a red flag. He's going to go back to the ex. Who knows? It, I can't predict the future. It's possible. That's... We can't we we can't read that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very possible. I would have to sit in on those conversations. We don't have enough information about the relationship. Definitely. Yeah. It's two months. You have yeah. no idea. Yeah. I would have to sit in on the conversations. Yeah. But I, I, I will say with with certainty that you can have lingering um loves yeah. for past relationships associations mm -hmm. without it being a problem for future relationships. Yeah. I agree. Yay, we agree. La la la. We usually agree. I mean, this one was coming, you kind of weren't totally on the same page with a lot of this one. But apparently what I've learned is that the Shandies like it when we don't agree. <laughs> oh, they do? Yeah, I guess they do. <laughs> yeah. It was Gabby who told me that. Oh, really? Yeah. She was like, I think the Shandies like it when you guys don't agree. I'm like, that's interesting. Well, I wonder what like... that means about you. <laughs> yeah, they like conflict. Yeah, I guess they kind of want to see how we resolve it or come yeah. to well, more people agree like, to disagree. More people like violent movies than they like, you know, like. No. rom-coms yeah well actually that might be that might be false actually <laughs> well, i'm just saying americans do like violent movies yeah they probably like conflict yeah no that's true we Not don't me. agree on everything frankly and i think that this actually this q a was a pretty good representation of that yeah we agree i would say 85 percent of the time on 85 percent of things i think we agree 90 percent of the time okay <laughs> <laughs> i disagree <laughs> With the amount we agree on things. <laughs> okay, Andy. I think that's a wrap for this Q&A. Yeah, I think that's it. Great questions. Great questions. You know what's amazing to me? This, what's great about this format is love has an infinite number of questions. Human love is, there's, there's never going to be an end to the questions. It's so true. Yeah. And it's funny, even if we get one that's like thematically similar to another one, it's still, I often feel like, kind of a different answer it's yep. not always the same it's it's always different like and it one sentence could change it, the answer you know what it's like it's very similar this is a good analogy coming it's not that funny but it's true okay it's like chess you <laughs> okay. look at a chessboard, and all it is is just like like i don't know how many i think it's seven or seven seven or eight pawns mm -hmm. and then seven or eight I say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, Ooh, eight. Call. So it's eight, eight pawns, eight pawns, okay. and eight assorted high-value pieces behind the pawns. <laughs> okay. And you look at a chessboard. You're like, that looks pretty simple. And there's just wait, one, two, three, four. <laughs> I think there's eight, eight rows of squares. I think. It's I a, don't know if the exact number is really whatever. Necessary. It's close enough. But I'm trying to give you an idea of how limited the board no, is. No, you're making a good point. There's 64 squares and there's there's uh 32 pieces, 16 to a side. Yet, yet they say that there are more possible combination outcomes of a game of chess than there are particles in the universe. 
What? Yeah. Apparently, there is literally a, an essentially infinite number of of pathways a game of chess can go oh down. Oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what was funny is I was about to be like, oh, like there are many examples of that. And I was going to compare it to another game, Tetris, where you get the same pieces. Yeah. But I think that I didn't really take into account the infinite number of possibilities. It's, it's I feel like there are more possibilities with chess than Tetris. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I had to bring Tetris into this. Now you're just, you're just <laughs> muddying up the water. But but I'm, I look, and by the way, I may be wrong about that particles in the universe because God knows there are a lot of particles in the universe. Wait, you don't actually know I've that? I've heard that. I heard it. Someone <laughs> told me that. I, they may have been talking you shit. You spoke it like it was fact. All I'm saying is, is that it's way more than a billion trillion. It's okay. like a number that's in, it's one of those numbers where it's like so many zeros, you're like, I don't even, I don't want to deal with that. Okay. It's too many numbers. Are you sure about this? I'm 100% sure. I'm 100% sure it's a number of zeros that you're like, wow, that's, a, that's I don't even know what that number is. Okay. That's, that's how big it is. Okay. I know that. I'm losing faith in this analogy. I'm not losing faith. Okay. I may, I just, I just really went out there with the number of particles in the universe. That is a, I mean, that number is just <laughs> is a big number. The point is it's a lot. It's a huge amount. And, th th and that whole waste of breath <laughs> is to make the point that human love is one of the most complex things there is. Mm -hmm. And human beings are one of the most complex things there is. And for that reason, there should be an essentially infinite number of questions about human love relationships, which is why Dear Shandy will never go out of business. Yay! We're here. We're here forever. <laughs> forever. For, we're going to be doing this podcast for as many years as there are particles in the universe, <laughs> or or something like that. <laughs> okay, I think that's a wrap for this Q and A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of many, many to come. Infinite. Yeah. Near infinite. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can keep Dear Shandy in business. For infinity. For infinity. <laughs> By liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, telling your friends, and leaving us. iTunes and Spotify. What was sorry? Yeah. Apple Podcasts oh. and Spotify reviews. Yes. That's, that one's very important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And generally doing all the things you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy. And on that note, I think that's a wrap for this Q&A sesh. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and for your fantastic questions. And we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.